In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. All right, everybody. Listen, uh, uh, you know what, guys? Oh, I... No. Uh, Somebody, there's a woman who walked by my car the other day, totally busted in all my windows. I don't know what that oh, was no. about. <laughs> uh, but I did. Luckily, I had my crank uh, cranked up radio in the back, so I went and grabbed it. So let's let's just crank it up right now and let's see what it's. Is it a crank play. radio or a cranked up radio? Those are two different things. <laughs> oh no, maybe that's why she smashed oh, no. out the windows in the bank in the in my car because I had a big sign that said "crank in here." No, it does that <laughs> crank in here? That's my bumper sticker. It says "cranking in here." And I've gotten pulled over quite a bit for that. So that's, I guess that's my bad. All right, here we go. What were we talking about? Some of the radio. I don't know. Listeners, like fill in your own bit. Can you just, go can the listeners fill in their own bit for this? Like why I play this sound drop? They can do it. Dumbasses. All right, let's listen. Here we go. Hey, welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. Hey, have I told you about my new podcast? Hey, wait, where, where are you going? Hold up, I want to talk to you real fast. Slow down, let me tell you about my podcast. I'm the main host plus Russell, Aaron, and Matt. Oh no, don't run away so fast. I got a problem when I see somebody I know. Don't care about them, just want the download. Oh yeah, makes me want to cry though. When I'm done explaining, nobody asked the title. Yeah. I know, I talked about Ooh. it when I saw you last. But wait, let me tell you about my podcast. Yeah. It's kind of funny, I can tell you where to download. Oh, God, you need to skip the first 10 episodes. <laughs> when you want to hear about the greatest of all time. I'm going to put a warning, I think. But you're just too lazy Apple to look podcast. it up like, on Please do not listen to the first 10 Cranked up the reverb on that one too. All right. This is uh Rob. <laughs> this is Rob. You know what? That's how I am gonna introduce. This is Rob coming at you with Beck Did It Better. I'm the main host. <laughs> uh welcome to the spicy Davenport of Love. Here we go. Spicy. I've got uh I've got three guys here with me. Who have never fucked so good that they've been taken to Red Lobster. Now, Matt, <laughs> Matt told me once he really tried his best and he did end up going to uh, Old Country Buffet. I got Matt in Minneapolis. How are you doing, Matt? Excellent. I can't, it, it, the, uh, the mac and cheese at the Old Country Buffet on 66 and the Pen. Oof, brings back memories. Brings back memories. Thanks for having me, Rob. Glad to be here. Turns out they're really sad memories, man. It's just so sad. Every time we go to Old Country Buffet, he's like, oh. I was there by myself. Oh. <laughs> Matt's thinking to himself, oh, I didn't fuck buffet. good enough to go to Red yeah. Lobster. We only got to go to Old Country Buffet. I remember Old Country Buffet on a, like a Wednesday night, they would have uh, banana splits. Like they would just have bananas set up by the soft serve machine. And I thought it was just the best thing in the world of all time. I just, I was so happy. Uh, my life sucks now. I'm going to therapy. All right. I've got for Russ. the joke possible? What's? I have an I have an ex aunt in law who referred to it as the old buff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't I, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. That might be a better callback joke than banana from the week or two no, before, so right, sorry. Rob? No, I, I am not saying old 
up. I, in fact, I got to mute it out. I got to bleep it out every time. I know. I'm not right, saying, yeah, I'm not saying that after the song today at the end. I refuse. No, We're going to come up with a better joke. Don't do it. Okay. Jesus. You, you you have to think that over the old country buffets throughout the country that at some point like the neon lights went out and at one point in the history of the world that's what the neon lights said right yeah that's then Russell drives in he's like oh wait a minute uh, my mom once when we were going to old country we wanted to go to old country buffet when we were younger my mom says we can't go I'm wearing regular pants and not stretch pants like every other person there. <laughs> So, all right. I've got Russ. Russ said he did it once, once so well that his date split the bill with him at Fuddruckers. Russell in Minnesota. How are you doing, Russell? Yeah, we got those big one pound burgers at Fuddruckers. It was awesome. And she didn't pay for half. <laughs> Rob, speaking of your opening, your opening song, 10 times out of nine, when my friends say they listen to the podcast, I know they're lying. But nine times out of 10, I know they're trying. I went on Genius this week, so I actually know what songs that's from. So I, I'm paying, I'm paying better attention. I've got to figure it out. It's not just hey, wait, Wikipedia. Wait, wait. I thought you guys were just going to let me go go through this process and act like I was super cool and super tricky with lyrics, but it turns out. Oh, did I just uncover what you do? Mm, yeah. yeah you, detective we could, Rob. You could delete that. That's why I've got all those secret cameras set up because I'm a detective. <laughs> all right. I've got Aaron in California. Aaron said he did it so good he, that he went by himself to a McDonald's drive through Although it made sense because when he did it so good, he was sitting in his car by himself in the drive-thru in the first place. So, oh. <laughs> I I did used to go to the McDonald's drive-thru by myself uh, on and Lake crank Hennepin. It. And crank it. I would stop it. there before it. I went to midnight movies at the Uptown Theater also by myself. So the jokes the jokes continue to write themselves. I'm great. Thanks for having me here. Best, well. Best movie you ever saw at the at Uptown Theater at, at midnight. Days and Confused. Yeah, I, I was probably there. We were probably <laughs> at the exact same time. What makes so the Uptown fun. Theater at midnight something different? Do they play old movies or what? Yeah, Why they would you play old movies. Up? So I think I think I yeah. saw Eric from Eden Prairie. I think we saw The Godfather there once. And uh, I'm trying to think. There's other, there was just they always played great. I saw Hoop Dreams for the first time there oh, when yeah. that came out. Things like that. It's just it's a it I was awesome. I yeah, I also saw Thirst, which was a uh, Korean um, modern vampire movie by Park Chan Wook. So they played. Yeah, foreign film stuff did. that didn't usually get into the theaters and then the old stuff. But yeah, Disney views the excuse most me, Excuse sure. me, wait a second. I got this takes. I'm sorry. I'm so not used to this this early oh, in the good. podcast. <laughs> I haven't even gotten through the introduction. You're doing a great job of keeping this thing uh, yeah. tight on track. Right on track. We, we are committed this week, by the way, to having the shortest episode yet. It is already in trouble. I have not yet gotten through all four intros. By the way, when Aaron went through the drive-thru afterwards, the woman looked at him and said, oh, I see you have a soft serve already. Uh, and me, I'm Rob in New York. Uh, I don't know. Uh, my wife is currently at Red Lobster with her powerlifting coach. She's been there for three days, but I think it's okay. I don't think it's a big deal. Now you're good. Don't worry. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. He texted me something about all you can eat special. So. Do you like, the, by the way, that I, Jenny's I bailed on that? I bailed on that almost like to the point where I'm like, how can I edit this? So it's not, it doesn't sound like my powerlifting coach is on my wife. Um, uh, by the way, I did eat that second Pokeball. <laughs> so that was last night. This is three days later after our last record. I did hammer that second Pokeball and Still guess what? Here. Worth it. Listens, I, I have to do something that I don't like to do, but I've had to do it now two weeks in a row. And I've got to start off with an apology. And now an apology oh, wow. from Beck did it better. I'd like to take this chance to apologize 
Beck does what? a better podcast. We can talk over this. I, this is so long. I got to oh, all these. Yeah. Are you going to apologize for roping us into this podcast over the last six months and wasting our lives or not? Or is this like a big time no, apology? Or? Listen, guys, we've only got 468 of these left until we're at the end of the list. So I think this is fine. This is not a big deal. Then what are we going to do? Yeah. I, I mean, what music am I going to listen to when I'm not listening to one CD obsessively every week for the rest of my life? I don't know. So last week we were doing, uh, or actually two days ago, we were doing Miles Davis. And before we started, I told Aaron, I said, Aaron, if I make a mistake, please correct me. You need to correct me. You need to correct me. You need to correct me. And uh, what Aaron didn't count on is that I don't listen to Aaron when he talks during the podcast. So it was very hard for him to actually correct me. Here's a clip of me making a terrible mistake. This is second one of the podcast. Now, the the uh, the album last week was called Kind of Blue. Now, let's see if you can hear oh, the mistake yeah. I made. We are all the way up to album 31. This is Miles Davis. Kind of cool. Now, guys, I was mean <laughs> to the, uh, you, I know you guys don't know this, yeah, but I was listening you, to the Jimi Hendrix again, episode. Listening. Like, okay, well, here. No, you got to listen to, you got to listen to how I just steamroll you guys, though, when you try to we come. We are all the way up to <laughs> album to 31. This is Miles Davis. Kind of cool. Now, guys, I was listening kind to the, um, I know kind you guys don't do this, but I was listening <laughs> so to the So both Jimmy of you said something. First of all, I noticed Russ auspiciously didn't say anything. Both of you said something. And at the whole time I was saying, I was listening, I was listening, not listening to anybody. They said, nope. And unfortunately that leads us into our, and, and by the way, I knew you were going to say something there. So I am now talking over you once again, I am going, that takes us into our next segment, which is the Beck did it better spanking of the week. Whoa. Someone was a bad little boy. I at least better it's get some red lobster on this. To give you the discipline you crave. Oh. It's time for the official right. Beck did it better. <laughs> spanking of the week. By the way, I did download all those sounds out here. <laughs> all right. So get ready to get spanked, boys. Because what the fuck? I asked you guys to correct me if I got something wrong and you didn't say anything right away. We tried. No, but you got to stop you, me. Like I told you, you had one job not to make me look like a do you fool think, and you failed. Do you think we have, at, you as the main host and us over here as three Ringos, do you think Ooh. that we've got any chance of stopping you at all? Because we've tried. We're 31, 32 into this adventure. Is there any chance of us slowing you down, Rob? No. Once I once right. I start reading my notes, I'm not thinking about anything right. else except trying to <laughs> get through my yeah. notes without screwing up and it's never, ever worked. So My, my favorite point of the podcast where Rob steamrolls us is I would say at least one to two times a podcast. It's typically me. Sometimes Aaron will have a really clever transition to the next song mm -hmm. and Rob will hear it. Think about it. Just be like, Nope, not happening. I'm going my, I'm going my own route and he just keeps going. And then every time we all start laughing, but Rob just keeps going and it makes it even funnier. So Rob, I appreciate that you carve your own road and you don't take that, take the, the beaten path. Okay, Aaron, I'm not really spanking, so you can you can put your put your pants down, like, and you're hard as a rock. I don't get what's going on. This is weird. I don't understand this at all. Oh, no. uh, just kidding. I'm going to spank you. So, Russ, your apology does not affect your spanking. Russ, this is a spank for you. Well, Matt, this is a spank too? for you. Yeah, because oh, you didn't you didn't geez. help me either. Aaron, oh. this is for you. I didn't oh, think that both it's of you would fit into terrible. that tent as easily as you did tonight. Wait, what's this one? Ooh, this Nimble. one sounds like I'm hitting something. This is Aaron. He's just getting harder. Listen. To that. So here's the deal. 
By the way, no promises of a clean episode today. Maybe you guys noticed that. <laughs> at least, at least, at least, Rosie's not stuck in that dryer again. Yeah. This also is going to take us into he didn't our. Hear it. See, he doesn't hear. He goes right over our jokes. He just. Yep. I know it was a great joke. He just kept going. He went right by it. It's yep. his joke, and he went right by it. <laughs> All right. Oh, please! Even stop for his own joke. Okay, what were you going to say, man? I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll. We'll stop. Oh, no, it's no, lost. no, 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 no. You want to stop? No, it's them. gone. It's gone. It's beyond us. We're, we're past it. I did hear it, though. It's something in a dryer. I do think that's very funny. <laughs> All right. I was chuckling to myself editing the last one about somebody being a dryer repair person. I was tr- I was trying to edit out something, and they had a dryer repair person at joke at the end. And I was like, ooh, can't edit this whole section out. Oh, well, too bad. All right. So this is going to lead us. Our spanking of the week also leads us into the countdown of the week. It's, 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 it's time. time to play this whole song. Listen, here's the deal. Russell sent us a text this week, and he said oh. that he went on a date with a woman who... Did not like crumbs on her feet, did oh, not no. own a microwave, and hung her shirts up in the air. And guess what, Russell? For not talking about it on last week's podcast, <laughs> this is an official spanking of the week. Someone you also get spanked, and this is also your it's rolling going this week. Papa Rob, the oh. discipline you crave. It's time for the official Beck Did It Better spanking of the week. So, I don't know why the boat horn is in there, by the way. I think that might be some latent thing I have messed up where I hear a boat horn and I get very scared. Uh, so, Russell, you went on a date with the female Aaron. I, I did. Typically, I don't like to tell anything about my my dates on the podcast unless it's something from really, really long ago where I know it can never come back to haunt me. I know she will never listen to it. And I don't think it's right to like put stuff out there with someone that I could potentially be seeing. So I did go out on a date. And I did meet the female Aaron. I texted you guys that I, I had forgotten to bring it up in the last podcast, but essentially we were sitting there and we having a really good conversation back and forth. And at one point she talked about how she was very kind of tidy, very always cleaning up after her house and that she would, she couldn't stand walking on crumbs. And I, and I immediately started like chuckling. I was like, how often I, this has never come up in my life other than two times it's Aaron and this woman on the date. So I started kind of laughing to myself and thinking, wow, there's there's more people out there. And when she was talking about it, it makes sense. I wouldn't want to walk on crumbs either. It's just not no. something that comes up on a general basis on, on, at my house. <laughs> you must be more tidy than I. I thought she was at your house and she's like, oh, I don't like walking on crumbs. And you're like, oh, so weird. <laughs> Wait a minute. I shouldn't have left them all out there like that. <laughs> but then with the, the conversation kept going. And at one point, Rob, what was the second thing I said that she was like Aaron for? Uh, she did not have a microwave. Oh, yeah. She she brought up that she had moved into a new house and she did not have a microwave. And immediately, so I start chuckling to myself again. <laughs> and I ask I'm her, in, I'm like, I'm is it some sort of free? I, I kind of ask her, is it you don't like the potential side effects? I know Rob says there's no side effects yeah. in this, but the, no, the potential- she, goes, she goes, no, I'm just dumb as shit. Like, I don't get what's going on. I don't understand the modern world. I'm so, scared when a car starts. I get nervous by that. So I asked that. Planes and then fly she, because of magic. I don't understand. She kind of said no. And then I thought, well, maybe is this a, you you want to connect with your food? Because I feel like when you listen to Aaron, Aaron wants to connect with his food. He wants mm-hmm. it to be more of a intimate process as he yeah. prepares things as opposed to just throwing in the microwave. And she said, uh, kind of a little bit, but not really. And then she eventually said, I just didn't have enough room in my house. So she wasn't completely. Oh, my on the God. She's got of- a small house, too. <laughs> oh, Holy shit. A tiny house. She's like, I barely <laughs> have room in the tent me. in my garage. 
<laughs> and so this was the second time where this kept coming up and I kept saying, oh, my buddy on the podcast. And this was immediately probably the reason I got rejected mm-hmm. afterwards. But oh. but so and this then a few minutes cycle. later, she was talking about we were kind of going back and forth and joking about like pet peeves or kind of quirks or something, just mm-hmm. having a fun conversation. And she said, I always have to hang up all my clothes. And I was like, what? What? And I thought she was talking about hanging up wet clothes, but it turns out she was just saying, I hang up all my clothes, T-shirts and everything. So she doesn't dry them. She uses a normal dryer. She's not a complete imbecile like Aaron when it comes to using modern technology. But did she but, have those weird hanger humps in the shoulders of her T-shirt then? Like when she, you know, when no. she took off her blazer at the end Aaron, of the night? Aaron, are you Aaron, asking about her hangers? About the shirt. Come on. Are here. you asking about her <laughs> hangers and her humps? I mean, come on. <laughs> shoulders yeah I, I you're asking if she has be... heavy hangers oh come on gross remind remind me to not ask any of my dates about their lovely lady humps as, as <laughs> yeah. just put it there the, yeah but so this, so this is why i was in the mcdonald's drive through alone <laughs> so literally there, there was three times where i had to tell her this is too i i'm you you sound like my buddy aaron here and then mm-hmm. eventually i thought it went well turns out it did not went well so we will not be going out again so typically i would save this for over the one year period the statute of limitations to say anything, but Rob, if you're going to spank me over it, I'll just get it out of the way now. <laughs> oh, oh, you're not going to save it for album 85 on the list. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wait, I have a film of Aaron in the drive through too. All right. Oh, so here's oh. the thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That is an erotic story, Russ. Yes. Would we all like to date the female Aaron? Yes. Okay. Aaron, yeah. go put it. Aaron, go put a wig on. I just want to see something real quick. Um, <laughs> off the rails already <laughs> all the way off the rails i which that but that leads me to this question which one of us would you guys marry okay um i and why and why is it matt you know what i, I mean? like ob- objectively <laughs> i cannot be the answer because plenty of people have passed on that over the last no, I years, say, isn't so. it all aaron isn't it aaron no. i mean just across the board no i would marry matt i think i but i think russell you might be a second i think we it, could hang out we could have fun i think Aaron might have the most intensity to marry him, but I think he's got a smaller window of women who it would work for. Right? <laughs> no, I'm talking think, about us marrying. Oh, each if I other. had to marry one of you guys, yeah, we have to marry one of us, Russell. And why well, is it, Rob? Mad? You you wouldn't listen to me when I would make jokes. You would just plow ahead with your own thing. So, Rob, I would have to kick you out. And- yeah, but Russell, I'm so strong. Wrestle your ass down to the bed. Oh my god, you wouldn't stand a chance. Think about that. You keep like gyrating in your chair over there. This is making me incredibly uncomfortable. Wow, this chair with no pants on is incredibly uncomfortable. I don't know what the deal is. What are you looking back at? I just that's I how just, big like, it is. You guys remember ever remember playing the game like do dump or marry, fuck, marry, kill, whatever you play yeah. it. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe yeah. that's the real game. If I were gonna play that right now, okay. I think I would have to dump Rob. I couldn't handle him spanking me all the time. Um, I might have to. Oh, oh geez. I, I don't know if I can play the rest of this game. I just know I got to dump Rob. I can't handle the spanking. No, I'm just asking yeah. who you'd marry. Okay, Matt, who would you marry? No, this. Now, I told you guys at the beginning. I said you can't say no to me when I say things. I'm, d- I'm definitely dumping Rob. No, actually, you know what? Rob no, and I, we this took is not that- who we're dumping. We're just marrying somebody, guys. Come on. <laughs> no, we got to dump Rob first. No, this is a positive. You guys are you guys are falling to the marge trap. We, we did. Be we, you and I did take that test. With, you know, like we, you, we were playing that uh, game where you had all that food up the one time. And we both were like, huh? 
nachos, beer, and a pretzel at a game. Yes. We were both like milk duds, popcorn, yes. and a soda at a movie. Yeah, so I think we we would we would match up well if we just had to, you know, strictly on groceries and what we're eating when we're out. So okay, thank you, Matt, for picking me. Aaron, who would you pick? Uh, Russell. Def- Russell's been one of my day. I've been down with Russell oh. for over You're twenty years. Dumping now. Rob, right? Definitely dumping Rob. Right? Okay. Dumping well, guess Rob. what? Thanks, I guess Aaron. we paired off. It's me and Matt and Russell and Aaron. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean that's it. Okay. There we go. But Aaron, I'm glad we got this figured out. Aaron, what's up? How you doing? You know, and this whole—that's what this whole album is about. You know what I mean? Like, pair up and immediately I cheat. Aaron, we can we can try the spanking thing if you want to try it out. I'm not I'm not precluding the, the possibility that we can be into that type of. Thing. All right, so Matt, we will see later if we're heading to Red Lobster later. Uh, so Whoa. let's see what else. You know, oh. the, that joke is just—it's not funny to anybody yet, but it'll be funny in a little. Oh, bit. I think it's. Oh, funny. I think that was a meme already. I think everybody I think knows it. On this album, oh, I did, I, on this album yeah. yeah, Beyonce says, "If you fuck me good, I'll take you to Red Lobster. If you fuck me yeah. good, I'll fly you in my chopper." And I was like, "Well, that." Those are not the two same things. Like, no, I would much rather no. go to Red Lobster. Flying in a chopper is terrifying. Yeah, it's scary. scary yeah. When those things bank hard right, oh. you think you're, it's scary. Yeah, I would toss my Chesapeake Bay biscuits that I've been eating. <laughs> uh, so I've got a uh, rolling going. Uh, Matt, how's it going with you? Uh, good. Uh, you know, I don't know if anything too exciting. Good to hear it, sweetie. Unless. <laughs> Thanks, dear. <laughs> Listen to the communication you guys have already. This is fantastic. Yeah, that must be, that must be difficult for you. No, you're talking over me, so, you know, it's kind of <laughs> par for the course with Rob. But, you know, you guys talk about me talking over you guys. Like, that's because I'm a teacher, right? And so normally I'm talking to, like, 15, 20 kids, and they're always talking. I got to talk over everybody all the time. Hey, Rob, <laughs> do, you have, do, you have a, uh, do you have a line that you use, like, for the te- – is it, like, you know, two claps? You know, everybody look at me. If I really want to had- get the kids' attention, yeah, I walk into a room, and I say, excuse me, who wrote this swear word? And every single middle school boy looks at me because they want to see a swear word more than anything else in the world. <laughs> and I say, who wrote the swear word? And they look at me and I go, okay, now that I have your attention, what do you guys want for lunch today? You know, I've got these different sandwiches. Or I will wait, also, if I'm on. showing a movie wait, in wait, class. Wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. Wait, I'm showing a movie in class. Wait, so, oh, 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 what, wait, you serve lunch? Are you the lunch lady or are you a science teacher? Well, okay, so maybe you guys don't realize there's a lunch pandemic. Lady there's a pandemic going sloppy on. Sloppy Joe, sloppy, sloppy Joe. <laughs> I know Aaron keeps calling it scamdemic, and he's got some thoughts about mass that I won't get into now. But there is something going on called a pandemic. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm teaching a school where the kids have to still go to school because otherwise the parents would flip their shit. And so we all have lunch together in a room, which is not normal. And so what they have is that every day they bring up three different types of sandwiches and these sandwiches are placed outside the room. And so they get to pick the sandwiches. So I don't actually bring in the sandwiches, although I do the hour before, of course, they have a snack. So I walk around with a snack tray. It's humiliating. I told them to, I was you're like, this is not lady. Like, yeah. So you I went in. You told us you're a teacher. What's on, what's on the snack tray? Oh my God. So the snack you know, tray you're still has talking about food. You know, I need the details. Pound cake. Lorna yeah. Dune, like, uh, uh, I've, had, I've had too many pound cookies. cakes over the years. Too many pounds. Uh, what else? Uh, pound cake sounds like something you get at Red Lobster. Uh, the, uh, after Red Lobster, they have or, um green bars, and then like these the pound one burger instead of the terrible one granola bars, and then they also have Oreos. So at 10 a.m. in the morning, I'm giving these kids Oreos, and the kids always pick the Oreos right away. So I'm like, well, I guess this is what you get. They're just eating Oreos, and then they yes. wonder why they can't sit still during my class. Also, when I show a movie in my class, I'll say to the kids like, um, wait, wait, hold, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> So you you you're the lunch lady, and you also show movies. So it sounds yeah. like you're a cafeteria mm. worker 
and a substitute teacher, not a science teacher. Is that correct? Uh, no, I'm a sci- uh, Listen, listen. School is so boring. School is so boring. Classes are an hour long. It is boring as hell. You there? You have them for an hour and you show a movie? Oh, I, at least one. I usually two. Like I'm <laughs> like YouTube clips. Teaching with YouTube now, it's so easy. It's like I'm I'm like Ken Burns in there. I'm putting together clips. I'm making it fun. You know. Um, you got a sim- you got a similar haircut. It looks like too, huh? <laughs> Well, that's part of my rolling going. So, and then I'll tell the kids, like, kids, just to let you know this movie, there's a little bit of nudity. Try to get by it. And they'll watch this whole, like, animation about DNA replication. <laughs> that's brilliant. And in the end, they're like, there's no nudity. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> my teaching style is not that different for me hosting this podcast. It really isn't. Surprise like, it's not. That's kind of why I asked. I wanted, to, I wanted to know if you're, like, using some of these tricks on us. Oh, yeah. To try oh, to get I, this I, thing to move along. But even though we're already at, like, 28 minutes and we're supposed to be at 22 no, 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 right yeah. now, according to the script that you sent out. Yeah, but, this class so. is an hour long. Like, we got time. The other so. thing is that I had a kid on zoom the other day say i wasn't funny on the zoom call and he was oh, one of these kids no. that are at home and he goes well you're not very funny and so i just went boop and i put him in the waiting room for like two minutes he just sat in the waiting room <laughs> didn't get to be in the class it was so satisfied it was like everything i wanted so am i like a clown to you haha <laughs> <laughs> do i make you laugh is that what you said waiting room uh rosie rolling going how's it going with you uh, it's going great i had a really i had a culinary a culinary breakthrough this evening i I don't like that. We've talked I love about it. this. I love it. I don't want to overstate my achievements here because I bought a pre-made pizza dough. So I, I bought a ball of dough, right? So I didn't make the dough myself. But mm-hmm. every time, it is pie day, by the way, for those of us who are, oh, those of us 3.1428. We're recording on pie day today. So I wanted to make a pizza pie for dinner. And I, I bought a ball of dough. And usually this turns out to be a disaster. It turns out to me saying like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to make a nice homemade pizza. It's not it's it's low stress. Jenny's uh, coach just texted me and told me that it's pie day, too. But I know. They had red lobster and pie in one yeah, day. Yeah, I don't, huh? I don't understand. Pie red lobster. Oh, was was it pie before Red Lobster or after Red yeah, Lobster? Yeah, I don't know. This is questionable. I'm so sorry, Aaron. You're, I, I had to get that joke out. It's always better to do you know, do that before and then go to dinner after. It's just yeah, much more it's true. relaxing. Yeah, yeah uh, not, yeah, so not I, when you have kids. Usually, uh, I buy a ball of pizza dough. I think I'm going to make a nice homemade pizza. And then I just fuck it up a ton of different ways. I end up with totally. like a weirdo pizza crust that I put a hole in somehow and I have to like, I try to restretch it and it's messed up. But tonight I kept the interventions minimal. I ended up with like an, a nearly circular pie with yep. very few thin spots in it. Baked that thing in our new toaster oven. It was a pretty decent <laughs> home cooked pizza. I feel really good about that. So that's my rolling going. I, I made pizza I'll- at home and I did not fuck it up this time. Where did you get the dough from? Well, I, I ordered it from the grocery delivery service. It was from a place called Full Belly okay. Farm. Try try this next time. Go call up your local pizza place and say, "I just want a I just want a ball of dough." Can I get They'll a ball of dough for, you? for me? What the fuck? They'll do, you do know it about for you. They stuff. just got to sit back there. They'll sell it to you for a buck or two, and it's way better than any of that grocery stuff. So right, try so that. Holy shit, man! I think guy. you just changed my life because I I've made thought. homemade pizzas a ton, and to the point yeah. where anytime I make a homemade pizza now. My kids just start making fun of me 
immediately. When I announce <laughs> right? it, they're like, they're like, oh my God, you remember this room. one? Because every, room. yeah, every, yeah, exactly. Stick with the waiting room. Every one of my pizzas comes out looking like Pangea. I don't know what it is, but like, they, I can never get the shape. And then it's like all the cheese and pepperoni are on one side. Like it is, and, and it's like, right. for some reason, the dough is thicker in some parts and others and then doesn't get cooked. And it's always just an absolute disaster. I mean, it's, it's so supposed to be so easy and relaxing yeah. and like nice, fun family. Do you guys pull coals? Do you guys pull coals in the, uh, in the crust before you put it in? No. What? See, yeah. I should have called you, Matt. I should have got yeah. Matt on the Zoom before I... Matt, you used to own a pizza restaurant franchise, correct? I did. I did. So yep. what, what, what was the biggest key to have, to running a successful pizza place? What? Well, I only had it for like two years, so I don't know if you could... It's probably the key to the front door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I mean, there's just little things. Like, if you don't perforate the crust, right, then you get big bubbles. So you got to poke hole, you know, like pizza shops got these roller things. You'll hear them rolling. You know, you've got to poke it with like a, a knife or something or a fork or something and just go and that'll get that. But seriously, Rob, yeah, just go say, hey, can I just get a ball of dough? You know, and they probably won't even charge you for it. You just say, hey, I order from here all the time. Can I get a ball of dough? I just want to try to make one at home and see what happens. Now, but, if I go into the pizza place here on uh, on the island where I live and I have a ski mask on and I yell, give me all your dough, do <laughs> you think I'm going to get in trouble for that? <laughs> no, you'll be fine. Just Posh and Tony play. They won't even know what's going on rich neighborhood that you live in they'll just wonder like what's this guy doing just don't so. bring that spanking paddle in there with you robin you'll be just fine yeah all Ooh. right it's always at the ready i got that ready already i'll tell you what matt that was a pretty smart thing to say i think that, is some smart. that was matt's smart comment of the week how to make Ooh, pizza that's some smart shit how to make oh, pizza yeah Rob, rolling going. How's it going with you? I'll tell you what. Uh, rolling going with me, and I got to pull up my notes because I totally forgot. Uh, so rolling going. Okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> I We are recording this podcast a little bit early, partially because I have uh, some lifting stuff coming up, but partially because I'm going down. What the fuck is that? Do you guys hear that? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, we hear it. Spodioti Dopalicious. Spodioti. Podcast. That's the podcast telling you to shut up for once, Rob, instead of you telling us to shut up. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say to me when I turned off the music? It's like I turned off the music. You're like, oh, damn, oh, damn. Man, it's our first fight. Damn, damn. I'd rather listen to that, Rob. Anyway, let's let's just listen. Oh, to that shots. Okay, so Rob. not only is that rude, Try but it's also the same exact joke I was just about to make. So that's dumb, oh. rude. Yes. <laughs> Rob, just just repeat it. We can delete Aaron out. But it does it does make me think that maybe Aaron and I have a little bit of a connection. So let's think about that. Uh, so here's Aaron, the deal, Aaron. You committed to me here. You committed to me here. Don't. Don't start flirting with Rob on this this podcast. No, don't do it. Uh, oh, it's hot in here. I don't know about you guys. If I have here. to release a release a, an album like Beyonce did, calling you out for cheating on me, Aaron. Go smash some cars. Yeah, so it, good. Yeah. Uh, so here's the deal: is that I'm going down in a couple weeks to visit my parents. So my wife and I are both vaccinated. My parents are vaccinated. I have not seen my parents since last summer. We're going down to Florida to visit my parents, and I have been thinking about it for a while. I'm super excited bringing the kids down. Uh, we were thinking about Disney, which I, I was really excited because I thought that would be some great podcast content, but they're not selling the fast passes right now, and I am not waiting in line. Okay? Uh, that is not what uh, capitalism is all about. It's about me paying to go past other people. Um, awesome. So I am going down to Florida, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I am so excited to see my parents. I am worried that I'm going to, like, literally just start crying my eyes out when I see them because I just, I, it's just been, you know, it's been hard on me or whatever. Yeah, that's natural. Why Did you just you? laugh at that, Aaron? Did I, you just I, laugh? Wait, no. no I, it was, Russ laughed at that? It was me. No, it was me. I, I laughed. I laughed. 
I couldn't help it. I and laughed. Russ, your job it. is you're a professional therapist, right? Isn't that true? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> it didn't go so well. <laughs> it's about the only thing that's gone more poorly than my dating life was my job as a therapist when I would laugh at people when <laughs> yes, they say yeah. they were going to cry about yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, you're right to laugh at me. Uh, but here's the deal is that I was like, I'm so, you know, just like I said, I'm, I'm so excited to go see him. And I did it. I went and got my haircut this weekend. Uh, it was long. Notice. And now I have like pretty much, I said to the guy, hey, can you make me look as alt-right as possible? So I got the skin <laughs> fade with kind of the short on top into the full hawk. I definitely look like I'm about to grab some tiki torches and start walking around. <laughs> and I had a Zoom call with some extended family today to see my sister's uh, new baby and everything. And I got on and my mom immediately goes, oh, your haircut. Oh, no. I wonder if it's going to grow out by the time you come see me. <laughs> so that whole thing where I was going to cry when I saw him, I realized that absolutely nothing has changed since I was 12 years old. My life is still exactly the same. Like, it, <laughs> I was That's like, hilarious. okay, well, I am excited to see you too, I guess. Like, Rob, where where did you go get your haircut? Do you go to do you go to like a, a barber or a stylist? What's your what where yeah. do you get your haircut? So I went into I dropped my kid off at she had some art class or something up on the upper east side. And so I had an hour. So I went and I found a on Yelp, I found a barber because I still have not found a barber in New York that I like. For a while, Jenny's stylist was coming to our house and oh, cutting no. all of our hair. Un American. And, and he's great. And I love Adam. I think he's great. And he, you know, and but the he's thing is, is that Jenny would not show me what she was paying. And I realized that that's really, really bad because she, he was charging me what he would charge Jenny and then charging the girls, what he would charge Jenny. And I was like, this is out. I mean, literally, I think one time he came over, it was like $1,200. Like that's oh. not an exaggeration. Oh, wow. Cause like she got a color and then he, there, you hey, know, he took is, her to red lobster. Is, I was like, I don't, that is way on. too financially responsible. Your, your guy's marriage could be going down the tubes here. If, if Aaron keeps flirting with you, we might have to do a, an old switcheroo if this keeps up. Listen, if your wife's if your wife's spending too much money on shit is cool, call me Miles Davis. <laughs> <laughs> wait, is this hey, the right episode for that? Hey, wait to poach my line from last week. So yeah, I go school. into this random barber shop, and the, my problem is in New York, every single barber I've had is always some guy who uh, is just more interested in speaking to the other barbers in the place than they are talking to me. And you know me, I want to be talked. Well, I want people to listen to me talk. That's what I really want. And so I walk in and there's a middle school boy getting his haircut with the mom in the chair next to him. And the mom goes, I don't like the way you're cutting the hair. You're pulling it back. And I don't like how you're cutting it like this and show him the back. Does does he like the back? And the boy was so embarrassed. I don't know if it's a mom or mom. Grandma. Mom should not, mom should not be allowed in a barbershop with no. a young man or I, I remember Matt. I know maybe you have gone to barbershop too, but I've gone to the My same barber life. since I was about seven years old. So it's 30 plus years. It, it at one point was like, Five or six old dudes. Over time, people have left. People have died. But there's still the three guys that were there 30 plus years ago. And I go in. They know who I am. There's kind of like an unwritten. That's what I want. That's what I've there's always an wanted. Un, there's kind of an understanding that, hey, I know I've been coming here a long time. You know it. We're going to talk about the twins. We're going to talk about a few things. But we don't want to know anything more about each other's lives other than the basic. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about the weather. We're going to make the small talk. But I, I love going to the old school barbershop. I've been going forever. But Matt, do you ever go to the, an old school barbershop? Yeah. And my barber now is, I don't know, he's 42 or 43, bought, the, bought a shop from a guy who had been doing it for like 45 years. Um, and anybody who goes 
to a stylist and not a barber is just un-American. It is just, oh. it is like one of those <laughs> things as a human being, Uh-oh. as a male, you, you have to go to a bar. You have to have a barber cut your hair and you have to have like the straight razor, you know, to, to line mm-hmm. you up. And you've got to have the guy, you know, you've got to have the other guys like you're talking about Russell around, you know, to be talking about whatever. And there's always some crazy dude in there who's just talking about the new gun he got and yep. stuff like that. And he's, then you just, you figure out, that you're you're a normal person and you, you hear all the crazy stuff in the barbershop and it is a spot to hang out, but it, to go to like a fantastic Sam's or something like that, and I'm probably offending somebody and I apologize, but you know, somebody's sister, somebody works at one, but to go to something like that and pay any amount of money to have some somebody who's trained in dying hair or cutting women's hair cut your hair is just un-American. Absolutely <laughs> un-American. I have a funny barbershop story, but Matt, but Rob, you might be. Oh, no, 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 Aaron. Anytime you say you have a funny story, I can't fucking wait. I'll tell you what. I The other day, my wife was trying to go to sleep. I told her that glasses story. We just got back up. We're like, we can't even go to sleep now. We're, we're loving this story so much. I woke up the kids. I went in their room. I woke them up and go, you got to listen to this story. And you know what they did? They thanked me. They thanked me for waking them up and telling my glasses story. They fucking love well, that I, shit. My, my barbershop story. Chapter uh, two, Aaron's funny stories. Yeah, I so I I've been doing I've been cutting my own hair now for about twenty years, <clears throat> but as a as a bald balding man, I'm, I'm you know. Oh, you're not balding. You're bald. Yeah, I'm bald. So I decided to start cutting my hair a long time ago, and I think this uh, I'm going to try to tell this in a not offensive way. Um, good. But Aaron, I think there's a good. lot. You're you're my spouse on this this episode. Yeah. So if you embarrass yourself, you embarrass me. Okay. So yeah, just no, keep I, that I in that. mind. I feel that. So I think there's a there's a lot about this album, uh, the the Lemonade album for everyone to love, and uh, similar to things I said about Lauren Hill, there's a lot that's universal about what Beyonce is talking about. But there is a lot, in fact, most of what she's talking about that's specific to Black people and even more specific to Black women. And this relates to my barbershop story, which is when I started. I was going to say this bald, funny story is off to a great start. <clears throat> when I started cutting my hair bald shaving it. I thought I was, I thought, Oh, you know, I was living in Minneapolis. I thought, well, who does the best bald haircuts, the black barbershops. Right. So maybe I should go a bald haircut. Is that what you call it? A bald haircut? Yeah. A bald, you know, shaving the head, whatever you would call it. So when you go in, when you go into the barbershop, they say, Oh, point to the picture you want. You just point to like a clean spot on the floor. Like, what are you talking about? I haven't been there for 20 years now. So I thought who knows how to do bald heads better than a yeah. black barbershop because that's what they they do for their clients who prefer that, right? So I went to a black barbershop and they treated me so nicely. They didn't look at me like, what in the hell is this guy doing in here? Which they should have because mm-hmm. I was in a place where I should not have been. And I just thought like, oh, I'm here to pay for a haircut like any other paying customer. Like, of course, I'm just going to like. green. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? They treated me very nicely. The guy who cut my hair was fine uh, with me. He seemed to treat me okay. I was so nervous that I was sweating profusely. So he kept trying to oh, like, no. cool me off <laughs> so that he could cut my hair. All I wanted was a bald haircut. And then <clears throat> there's a remix of the, you guys remember the Jada Kiss song, Why? If, if you don't, it's okay. I uh, guess yes, what? It's it's playing yes, in the, of course I remember it. It's playing yes. in the background right now. There's a line I would sing, in the, I would sing I the lyrics so Rob has to line it up, but I, I can't recall them yeah. offhand. And so the guy who was cutting my hair was very cool with me. As you know, I'm, I'm sure he wasn't really super pumped for me to be there, but he was very nice. But there's a line in this Jadakiss song that that uh, I'm not going to quote it exactly, but it 
it discusses um, why some black people have light skin and what that has to do with how they were treated by white people during times when they were enslaved. And the man who was not cutting my hair was looking me dead in the eyes during this verse. And I realized immediately that while I was in there being as respectful as I could, they were treating me respectfully that that was not my place to be. And I have not been back to a barbershop since because I just, now I just cut my own hair. Boy, that sounds, that sounds bad, Aaron, but at least, I mean, you you do kind of have just have to look at it and be like, oh, I am part of the problem here. Like, yes, I acknowledge I'm the it problem. Was, it like, was, it was a learning experience for sure. I've not oh been back. Oh my god, that's terrifying. And guess what, Aaron? You were right. That story, funny as shit. Holy cow, <laughs> Jenny, get in here, Jenny. Aaron. If I would have known you had this funny story, I would have buried you a long time ago. I would not have waited until tonight's episode. Holy shit, chapter two ends with a bang. I mean, there was a cliffhanger the last, there, but it was so. I good. spent the last six months wondering if it would be Rob, Matt, or you, and I pit chose you, and I would have. It wouldn't have it. even been a, a choice. Now, listen, if I would have heard this months ago, every time I add a tag on one of these stories, I end up editing it out. But I just want to say I did go to a barber in Vermont once and I walked in and there was a woman who also walked in right after me. And the barber turned to her and goes, hey, everybody, this is the baker next door. She's got the best buns in town. And I was like, yep, yes. I'm in the right place. This is perfect. Uh, there you go. <laughs> this guy is going to be canceled <laughs> about two years. Better get my haircut soon. Yeah, there's two things about the barber. You know, there, there's the there is the old school barbers, and Russell, maybe you've got it. The guy yep. who's literally he's trying to, he's on a timer. Ten minutes, you're in, you're out, no matter what. So even if you, even if he's taking forever, you know, he's finishing your haircut in ten minutes, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. You're out. Yep. You know, so that's kind of the old school way, and it's the old military cuts and all that. You got to get away from those guys. You get Rob. He looks like somebody really faded you up real nice. Took some time. I mean, that that's a slick looking. I don't know about your mustache though. Did he did he hit your mustache? I, I didn't have time because I had to get I had to go grab my kid after the hour. And that mom and the son took up so much time I couldn't have a time for a for a touch okay. up. You're, you're mentioning the mustache. Have you guys ever gotten like the the shave at the barber, the, the the hot shave or whatever you call it? I have never gotten one of those. I used to do it all the time. And after about the fifth time I did it, I realized I hate it. Every time I do it, I hate it because I'm really? so ticklish that when they get a straight razor and they get by my chin, I mean, here's me doing the ultimate. You know, and, and you guys looking at me, you know, I'm a man, like I'm a man's man. There's just like, I mean, check this out. Look at, look at the size of this thing. So here's the thing is that, wait, no, no, just wait a minute. That's a big ear. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Put that back Okay, down. wait, no, no, wait. Okay, no, wait. I'm just, I'm okay. Well, listen, I'll show you later. It's going to, sometimes this happens, but here's the thing is that I, when I, when I get that shave, right, I like. They, it would start to tickle under my neck and I would go, I would be like, hee, hee, hee. so here's the guy shaving. I'm like, hee, hee, hee. and I just couldn't do it. And now since that thing I turned mad onto this, the double-sided razor, I get yeah, just as good of a shave at awesome. home. I like it. Yeah. So it sounds like when Rob used to get excited at the dentist and he would have to leave in an uncomfortable manner, <laughs> put him on the glass. Uh, so Matt, last thing uh, I know that uh, you, you have, what's a good way for me to say this? You were probably respectful to women when you were younger. And so you had you had two sons instead of me. I have two daughters because of choices yep. that I made when I was younger and things I've said yep. that have now come back to haunt we me. call that karma. Yeah, yep. exactly. Karma has given me two daughters. Have you taken your sons to this barber? Or is yeah. that oh, a yeah, they dad-only space? Nope, they go. We take them in. And uh, Eddie, the younger one, has decided he's growing his hair out. So we got... We actually went and got a couple headbands for him today. So oh, he's, he's going. What does the barber think about that? Does he like? Is he like? What a hippie freak! You know, one of no, those guys. He, I mean, no gumballs for you. Barber shops <laughs> are one of those places that have been hit hard by COVID, and so I, I mean, I mm-hmm. feel horrible for places like that. Where oh it's yeah, just like literally, you got 
100 customers one week and you're down to 10, right? Oh. So that'd be horrible. So no, but no, Leo, Eddie was four months old, six months old when he got his first haircut and got cut by this barber. Yeah. And Leo's been going ever since. Yeah, well, Leo, Leo, Leo was the there like probably day one. I remember the baby pictures from that kid. He was yeah, like, he had a big, yeah, he was he like a, a big, troll. Yeah, he was pretty good. So no, so we, yeah, no, they, they both go and yeah, and I've, and I make sure to tell them that, you, you know, you go to barbers. I don't do a lot of that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, masculine man thing like, oh, you got to don't wear pink and things, you know, stuff like that. The only, but the only thing I do is make sure that they know that they got to go to a barber. That's about it. To all those parents out there, say hi to your new dad. <laughs> that was a parenting tip from Matt. Oh, yeah. I always think one of the coolest things about the barbers was when people would have like funny names from like, it's the butcher. Like they, they would always have like <laughs> your brother or whatever would always call him the butcher. They would always have like a funny name where, you know, you're going to go in, they're going to mess up your hair, but it, it it just is what it is. And you go back again the next week. Do you, what's the, what's the difference between a good and a bad haircut? What? About three days. If your hair just grows out and it's fine. You know, it's all good. So don't worry about it. All right, so that is it for this. Uh, listen, we are on to the three things, this part of the podcast that nobody likes. All right, so we're talking today about uh, 2016's I love how I'm looking lemonade. at the three things, and Rob literally has four things. He claims it's three, and there are four bullet points. Well, yeah, no, I did three things is just a catchy phrase. You can't. It's the rule, it's the rule of three, and then the Rob's rule of three, where there's one I can, more. I can Sounds never like put up with this dishonesty. There's a reason you and Matt are. Matt's much more forgiving than I am. There's a reason you guys belong together. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's the way it is. It rolls right off. It rolls right off. Uh, so here's the deal, is that this album, when it came out in 2000, it was 2016, right, guys? I'm not going to have to issue another apology. You are correct, yep. This came out, her, her album before that, Beyonce, was a straight surprise album. They dropped that just out of the middle of nowhere, video and everything it was huge uh and this one was kind of a semi-surprise album because they had announced on hbo they were doing something called lemonade so every everybody knew beyonce was up to something but this album came out as kind of a, a huge surprise and what was really surprising and if you were going to get into this album you have to go find the lemonade music oh, video but it's not a video it's like a movie it's what do they call it's it a, a visual video album. album a visual, a visual album, album. You don't realize how brilliant Beyonce is. And I know we've talked about it before that, oh, Beyonce has all these other people working on it. It's not just her. I don't care. She is the queen. She is in charge of this. When you watch this visual album, you really, you get so much more out of this because yeah, there are songs on the album that touch, that touch on infidelity, obviously. And they're touching on uh, the black female experience in the United States. But when you watch the video of it, you realize like, she is coming hard on this whole thing, and it is incredible to watch, and you realize how brilliant she is. Uh, but that's how she released this, and then she released the single Formation the day before. This is how baller she is. The day before, she was singing that song in the Super Bowl, and then the day after, she announced her tour. Like it, it, It's just an incredible setup for an album. It, to think about somebody like you know, the Beach Boys doing something like that or the Beatles, like it's just so crazy. She's kind of mastered this new era of music with no MTV. Like, what do you do when there's no MTV to get your stuff played? You just, you bring it like Beyonce does. And if you look on Wikipedia, my second point is that her writing process, the second song on this album, I think has a dozen writers. And apparently what happened uh, is that like father Misty, father John Misty was talking about it. She would literally just send an idea and then he would send back his idea. And then she would be like, yep, I like this. I don't like this. I'm going to change this. 
And so she's a very collaborative author, which is why we see so many people working on this. But again, I think listening to this album, you have a very strong vision of what she sees. And then, of course, the themes of this album. I mean, obviously, we're talking about Jay-Z's very bad decision to cheat on her. And then she makes a whole album about it. And I know it's a tired joke, but just the idea of Jay-Z having to not only hear her make this album, be part of the visual album, and then put this on his own title to make money off of it. It's just such an odd thing of like him having to hear about this over and over and over. And really, uh, what you don't hear as much on the album, but you do see on the visual album, is really she's talking about the intersectionality of being a black woman in the U.S. and how they're really some of the most oppressed people in the entire thing. And I think it is kind of a jumpstart of where we're going to see her next albums, like Homecoming uh, and like, what's the one that she's, where the Grammys are tonight? Uh, black Parade. Uh, black is King. Black, yeah, Black is King with, the, with Black Parade on there. I, I, you, it's, it's kind of the... We're looking into the future of Beyonce in this album as well. And the last thing is my my three point my three point five Russell my three point five point is that I this album really remind me of Kanye's. That's the album that this brings to mind the most. It's just different songs, Which Kanye like different. Album? Uh, the one we listened to, Dark Twisted Fantasy. Beautiful, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's like okay. it, you 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 hear kind of the same. Like there's these vast differences in the songs. I think the lyrics, the clever lyrics, remind me of it as well. And guys, I'm I'm gonna tell you what this this album it's a it's a banger straight up. And let's talk about it. We got "Pray You Catch Me" as the first one. Yeah, this whole thing is just a an absolute beast. I think one thing that I'm struck by, I watched the visual album last night for the first time ever, and I was absolutely blown away by the the imagery and the story she put together. Um, I think it's notable that a lot of this takes out, takes place outside in nature in the visual album. Mm-hmm. And so she's she's reclaiming so many things that had been taken away in her culture. And, and to reclaim being outside and doing the outdoors is is just a small piece of what I think was taken from from people like her. And it's just an incredible statement, the whole thing. And for those of you that don't know, I mean, this album really is about Jay-Z. Especially the first part of it is about Jay-Z cheating on her. So, for example, the opening lines of this album, you can taste the dishonesty. It's all over your breath as you pass it off for being so cavalier. You're just like, whoa, here we go. This is this is like when you come home and they're like, we need to talk about something. You're like, whoa, <laughs> no it, Red Lobster for me tonight. See you guys later. If, <laughs> if this if this song was written by my future ex-wife, it would definitely be about I could ta- I could smell the, the white castle on your breath. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I brought you your own Crave case. Please forgive me. Uh, second song, I got to say, it's, it's generic, but I think it's my favorite song on the album. Hold up. It rips. Little Calypso slash reggae. Is this a, what'd you say? Yeah, there's a lot of island island influence on the whole album, which actually, yeah. to me, it harkens back again to Lauren Hill because she was also pulling from the, the Caribbean influence, and I I think it's sort of part of Beyonce's makeup, but but she's like Prince, where she's just pulling in influences from all over. This song is so good. And there's a writing credit on this one for the Yeah Yeah Yeahs for the song Maps because she's essentially interpolating their song. I know, and I could not hear it. I love that song, and I could not hear it anywhere in here. I have to. It's mostly just the lyrics, because in the map she says, "Wait, they don't love you like, like I, love I love you." Wait, and I'm going to play that song under this right now. Oh, that's going to be a mess. Wait a minute. I will say this song is all about her being jealous. I I don't know. Maybe it's just my wife, but she has never ever 
shown me any sort of jealousy. Like never once have I come back in and she's like, where were you? Who are you with? Like she could, she was like, like, she's like, wait, are you still here? I get that more often. Like, Oh, what are you doing here? One, one of my, okay. one of the things I noticed on this is the lyric. There's a few lyrics in here. Let's imagine for a moment that you never made a name for yourself. There's a few more lines. Would they be down to ride? No. Essentially saying, if you weren't famous, these other women wouldn't be into you. But isn't right. it fair to say, hey, Beyonce probably wouldn't be into you either if you weren't super famous? Is that kind of, I thought that was kind of strange. What did you guys think? Like, are you saying that one of us couldn't date Beyonce? Yeah, wait uh, a minute. I mean, I've I've swiped right on her about eight thousand times, but it hasn't worked for me yet. I don't know what the deal is. Can you even imagine what it would be like to date Beyonce? Like it would be a whole circles, right? I mean, apparently the the rumor is that she has a documentary team following her around all the time, filming her, and that she has all any picture of herself in a climate controlled thing in her house. Now. Whether or not that stuff is true, I don't know. But just the lifestyle would just be so absolutely different. Like, like, like you would not, you would be, you would not be making homemade pizzas. I can tell you that right now. If you're at Beyonce's, <laughs> Rob, if you were Someone in in the, in the photograph room and you were riding your Peloton and it was just getting too hot in there and like mm-hmm. an alarm went off, yeah. and they had to ask you to leave. It would be a disaster. Oh, it, uh, yeah, it is a, I, I, I would, I would. The idea of me dating Beyonce and then being on a Peloton like with my shirt off and she comes in, she's like, oh no. <laughs> Hey, but you would still be down to ride, like she said. Huh? Yeah, she does. So much yeah. of this visual album just looks like sweat. Like the whole thing is just sweaty, and I mean, not all of it. There are parts where it's not, but it it just makes you feel like you're in the south and you're sweating. Yeah, I would listen to an entire album of Beyonce rapping in the patois that she does on this on this one verse on here. She has bars. She's so versatile, and she only raps one time on this record. And this is I would listen to a whole album of it. I love I I that song was it, it's incredible. I had a uh, friend Carrie who who when this album came out she goes you got to listen to this album it's so good and I was like oh okay and of course I never did and I'm like shoot I wish I would have God I would be would I be cool probably all right next no. up don't hurt yourself and this is with Jack White sure why not by the way this was nominated for a Grammy for best rock performance. But there's still that Caribbean influence here, right? The, with the reggae kind of steel drums sure, plus for sure. the Led Zeppelin drums. Any rock song that has You Can Watch My Fat Ass Twist Boy, sign me up. I'm down. This is what I'm talking yep. about. Sometimes I just kind of like the Beyonce ballads a little more. Sometimes these, I, I consider this kind of like an over-engineered song. There's so much going on. It almost distorts like how beautiful and powerful her voice is. Sometimes I enjoyed the ballads more than some of the more engineered, or I don't know if you call them musical, whatever you want to call them. There's so much going on with some of these songs that I enjoyed the ballads a little bit more. Yeah, but it's pretty, I mean, if you would say like, there's a couple songs in here where I was like, oh, this is a Beyonce song, like rock and roll country. Like it. it, it sure, that's it, very it's true. Crazy. I hear that though, Russell. Also because we grew up with her. Her first album came out in 98. So we grew up with her. We grew up with those ballads. So we grew up with, Upgrade you. I mean, I guess upgrade you is not a ballad, but um, you know, we grew up with Destiny's Child and all that stuff. So we we mm-hmm. know her voice mm-hmm. to be soothing and comforting. And yeah, she's not doing absolutely. that absolutely for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have Sorry that has the line "Suck on my balls." <laughs> <laughs> this might be my favorite song. Yeah. I mean, she just rips into the guy on this one. Is this also the one where that's middle fingers up? Middle fingers up. 
When, when is and the this, last time you've given someone the middle finger? When's the last time you've given someone ago. some middle finger? Oh, I'm a cyclist. I do it on one out of five bike rides. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I would say walking walking in New York City. By the way, here's the middle finger up. Walking in New York City. Listen to this. Bang. Bye. And on the on, the, on her, uh, the homecoming al- uh, album on Netflix, you know, is that live concert at Coachella yep. in eighteen? I think it was. I mean, when you see her do this live, she puts her middle finger up and Ooh. she gets her face and she, t- you know, tell him boy bye. I mean, it would you would cower if you saw her face, you know, when she's looking at you like that. Like you would cower, you would just run away and be gone. And so yes. I don't know. I'm it's, fully it's erect just by the thought of a woman doing that to me. <laughs> and in the movie, in the visual album, it's just as powerful. It's a whole bus full of 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 women, um, of black women of multiple, many different hues, all with um faces painted in these beautiful ways, and all of them either giving the middle finger or chunking up the deuce. And it's like every time it's just a, such a powerful image. Oh man. I just, a woman to just treat me like trash. Oh, so erotic <laughs> to me. Just garbage. Just tell me I'm garbage. I love it. Uh, oh yeah. No, I will say walking through New York city. I often am flicking people off in cars. And, and <laughs> just the other week I had somebody turn in front of me while I was crossing the crosswalk and I did kick their car. And he, Ooh, and, nice. and he slowed down and I did square up and I was like, okay, get out of the car. We're going to see what happens. But of course, if he got out of the car, I would immediately start running. Do you guys ever do the middle finger with the thumb out? Like, or do you always do it with the thumb in? Are you a thumb out or thumb in middle finger? No, Russell, guy? you know, I did the thumb. Russell, you're trying to set this up. You, you got to be a thumb, thumb in out. guy, right? No, Russell, know. you know, I did the thumb out. That's the Eminem style. That's what I got made fun you of. You do the thumb out? Does that hurt? Bad, yeah. what's your style? You know, and I guarantee, you know, you know, like that thing where they do like, and it's, you know, it's hundred, it's impossible to lick your elbow right now. You know, like, <laughs> you know, and then they say, and hundred percent of people have tried it. That's everybody who's listening to the podcast right now is looking at their yeah. fingers. Like, I don't know. Am I a thumb out guy? Or a thumb out? You know, <laughs> I don't know. I always did thumb I, out. You used to pick on me for that. That in my umyaya style you used to pick on me. Wait, <laughs> why, why, why do you do the thumb out? What? I think M&M the thumb out is much way. more aggressive. I think it's the thumb in is so kind of dainty. The thumb out is just, I'm really piss. Yeah. You know, my problem is I have such short stubby fingers that when I do a <laughs> when I do a middle finger, it looks like kind of like a baby's penis. Like it does not, it is not like, look at that. It is not scary. If I flicked you off. Yeah, it's like the cover of the, Nirvana, of the Nirvana album. Oh, oh, totally. This is, this is the cover of the Nirvana album. Totally. Nobody's into it. Maybe figure out. God, that hurts my hand, though. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't work for Rob's hands. His fingers are too little. Fuck you, pal. <laughs> By the way, if you guys were paying on our Patreon to see our video tier of this podcast, you'd be having a treat right now to see how many times we've been flipping each other off. Oh. I thought we were going to put this on whatever Beyonce's album was on that no one can figure out the app. What was the app that the movie's on? Title. title. I just re-up title. title again for the fifth time in my life. I just like keep trying it again, then canceling. Like, I did it once for. Uh, I had to do it once for Kendrick's Untitled Unmastered. I did it for probably for 444 by Jay Z, and then I like don't use it, and then I had to re-up last night so I could watch this video. Uh, I, you know, he just sold that for a shitload of money too. Uh, listen, here's a song I had to listen to twice. Six inches. Six inches. <laughs> twice. It's not bad, Rob. It's I don't know good. why they got to brag about how yeah. many inches they got. Yeah. But- Isaac Hayes on the track. 
It's six inches if you measure to the taint. You know what I mean? Like on the bottom part. <laughs> yeah. How far can you go back? Yeah. How far can yeah, you really yeah, yeah. go? <laughs> That's like 12 centimeters. Uh, this is with The weekend, And the Grammys are tonight. Who's not there? The weekend didn't get nominated for any. And Beyonce got nominated for a ton. She's also not performing at the Grammys. And a lot of people are saying, is this the death of the award show? The Grammys dead. It, in honor of that song, I'm stacking my money, money everywhere I go. Tonight, I've got some sake. So I'm drinking sake tonight. Ooh, oh, wow. Wow. And the fact was, of the weekend. I was going to get Yamazaki straight from Tokyo, but t- it turns out that's a Japanese malt whiskey. It's the only the first Japanese malt whiskey mm-hmm. from Japan, and it was way too out of my price range. So I did not get that. <laughs> Uh, the fact that the weekend is not nominated for record of the year nope. is ridiculous. Nope. We we talked ridiculous. about that. He he has the most the longest charting in the top five ever, and he didn't get nominated. It's it's yeah. it's it's. Yeah. He's got such a great voice and a great sound for a song about a stripper murdering people or a sex worker potentially murdering people. Like he's the guy you would call right if you're like I'm going to make a song about a sex worker murdering someone. The weekend. That's the sound I need. Like you just know it. Aaron, you stole the words out of nobody's mouth. Uh, so <laughs> I do want to say about award shows, though, I don't think they're dead because I spent my Saturday watching the Kids' Choice Award with my daughter, and it was it made me feel old as shit. I was sitting there, and I'd be like, who's this? She's like, what? Dad, this is a famous YouTuber. I was like, okay, who's this? She's like, Dad, that's Justin Bieber's wife. I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. I had no idea. It was it was uh, it was humbling. All right, and speaking of hanging out with my daughter, daddy lessons. Oh my god! Country music. Martina McBride. Huh? Reba McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these Keep people. Going. Like, if Keep Beyonce was just a country singer, would she be the biggest country singer in the world? Yes, best since yes. Dolly Parton, guaranteed. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Hey, listen to this. Now it is true though too. You got to understand, like she's got the best songwriters. People are people are cutting their balls off to go write a song for her too. So she's got Miranda her Lambert. choice. But yeah. and to your point, she's you know best. she's sending out a bunch. So like she might send it out to fifteen mm-hmm. people, come yeah. back and like five of them make the cut, right? And so yeah. I mean she's getting the best of the best. But she, but you know, she gives it, credit no to them. And yeah. it, it's funny because when you look at the song, her talking about her dad. And you know, Matt, I like to say that this is like a country pastiche. I don't know. I, maybe you guys don't know what that word means. It's something I like to say. <laughs> that sounds about right. Is, is, is but although I don't, I could have found that. Although I don't know, is that really a pastiche? I mean, that's kind of a that to say that's a I pastiche think it's just a almost great sounds song. problematic. Yeah, I think that's a straight up country song. But I her thought dad. A lot of, well, that that song oh, was about her dad. Points here, Rob. Go for it. And her dad is used to be her manager until 2011 when he fired her. And everybody thought that maybe he fired, she fired him because that he had trouble with Jay-Z. But they think now it's actually because her dad was cheating on her mom. And she was mad about mm-hmm. that and dumped him. So you can imagine that she's upset with men all over the place. And you can also imagine how bad it would be to be that dad. You know what I mean? And you just are making bank. And then all of a sudden, 2011, you're just on top of the world and you get fired because you messed around. That would suck. And the whole the re- whole relationship with your child thing that probably wouldn't be the best either. So much. Oh about, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> when the Heat Rocks Pod, I'm going to plug another pod once again. The only other podcast oh, like I listen Aaron to talks about that podcast. When they did their episode on Prince's 1999, Anil Dash, who's a tech uh, executive, I believe, came on and talked about 1999, and he talked specifically about the song Delirious and about how Prince, when he did Delirious, it's when um, other bands like the Stray Cats or 
That's the only one I can think of. We're doing sort of a rockabilly revival. And Prince was, was like, sure, I can do a, a rockabilly song. And Neil Dash said, Prince always was like, I can do you better than you. And I feel like that's happening on this album so many times where Beyonce says, sure, we want to do a rock song. I can do a rock song better than the best rock band. Yeah, if we're going to do country, I can do country better than the best country singer. Mm-hmm. And just one after another, she just lines them up and knocks them down. It's like, it's like Rakim knocking down the seven MCs. Like she's just doing it to everybody on this entire album. And it's just incredible. Yeah. All right. We got the next song. It was originally titled Loved, Loved Out, but then it's Love Drought. Okay. I don't know. Love There's a little, this one's a little too personal for me. Can we just skip this one? <laughs> <laughs> Russ, I love you. Oh. What do you mean? Oh, you're not even going to give me like, oh, I like you. I, trying me to be too. fair. You're not even going to give me the me too. <laughs> one of you guys, one of you guys had mentioned Kanye West earlier. And I think on that song, Love Drought, I read that the bass section and the synth, synth line were from some guy named Mike Dean who worked a lot with Kanye West. So I think there was a bit of influence there. Doesn't that sound like it could be a fake name though? Yes. Like his name is Mike Peen or something. He's like Mike Peen. Yes. He's got two first names and you cannot trust anybody no. with two first names. No. It's, it's like fuzzy. Fuzzy Dunlop from The Wire. Just don't (laughs) trust him. All right. We've got Sandcastles. We built Sandcastles. Oh, I love this. When we were talking about ballads earlier, to me, this is the type of song that gives me chills. This is what I love on the album. Yeah, this one one just about brought me to tears today. It's... And it's the one where this she fully Aaron, this goes, is why we're together. We, we, we yeah, appreciate right? the same type Russell, of song. We can listen to these mu- music together. Yeah. I like the song, but I cannot wait for her to get back to just telling people to F off. Personally. <laughs> <laughs> I can't disagree. Get a little deep. She gets that deep voice and she just starts hitting and you get that bass line behind. I can't wait for it. Let's get This back is why Matt had to send me the breakup text. We didn't have the same type of feels for Beyonce <laughs> and it just didn't work. Oh, man. I wish Matt would have split the bill a few times first, but <laughs> this is the one point in the video, if I remember right, where she specifically shouts out another artist, and that artist is Nina Simone, and it's a it's a visual of Nina's uh, Silk and Soul record playing on the turntable um, before the the song kind of spins up, and I do think that Nina is the the one person who took the the personal and made it universal in the way that Beyonce's doing here. So Beyonce starts the, the whole album with an extremely personal, an extremely personal note, and then takes it to mean something so much larger for her community and her people. And, and Nina was doing something similar. And obviously uh, Beyonce took inspiration from that. And Nina's another voice that will just absolutely make, make me weep. So uh, Russell and I will be listening to that later. But, together. but, <laughs> But isn't every single album about love and breaking up? Like, what makes this album yeah. so yeah. different? Is it just because we know what's going on? Or is it because we didn't know for sure what's going on? And now we know that, like, he was, you know, it, it he was like, because I, you know, like, when I think of this, I think of, like, like, Shaggy didn't get this big a deal when he was like, it wasn't me. Then around the corner. <laughs> like, it wasn't like a visual video where you'd be like, Shaggy, like, banging on the corner. You know, he's banging on the bathroom. He's banging on the couch. And then it, like, goes to a Nina Simone video. Then he's, like, the banging second, some woman with her head in the dryer. Talk about Shaggy? Yeah. yeah, I think so. <laughs> it wasn't me. Hey, before we get into before we get into the good songs, I just want to say, uh, oh. I, uh, I did a whole bunch of research this week. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch to try to find, uh, you know, just how important this whole album was. Sure. And it was like, it was all me. I did a ton of this research. Good. Okay. 
And like, I, true, you know, Matt, I didn't Matt ask anybody. Yeah. I didn't shoot out a text, to, you know, like some of our loyal listeners to mm-hmm. ask if they had any ideas for listeners. I think it was all me. Oh. I came up with this idea. You went into his mind palace and saw what was in there. Yep. And put some I came up with this. And I found that Beyonce won a Peabody Award for, oh. you know, What's this album. And then the, and then the, you know, the, the visual album that you got. A Peabody is a Distinguished Achievement and Meritus Public Service Award by, you know, for... Four, Meritus Public Service by television and radio stations, networks, mm. producing organizations, individuals, as a, and as of the late 90s, uh, anything that's on the World Wide Web. Oh. George Peabody was the philanthropist in, in Atlanta and started in the early 40s. So they've been giving these awards out. And, you know, it, it, it's not a, you can have four one year, you can have 30 one year. It's kind of just whatever's going on that My year. My Bumble account has not gotten a nomination yet. <laughs> No, but we go we go to the list and you know we're trying to find no. you know how important how big is it that Beyonce won a Peabody. So mm-hmm. I went to, I, me personally you know this is all my idea, yeah. right? And, I came and up with this to idea. Christa, we appreciate it. <laughs> Gave up with this idea. And it, there's really only been four kind of musicians who've won a Peabody award. The first wow. one being uh Bing Crosby. Play that in the back. Bing Crosby's a legendary figure in American he won it for being a legendary figure in American broadcasting. He has over 1 billion records, tapes, CDs, and digital downloads. Damn. Uh, this is obviously White Christmas, which, side note, is there anything worse than listening to Christmas music in the middle of March? Oh, yeah, no, it's bad. I cannot stand it. I mean, like, come, come watching October, the White November, Christmas movie, quite frankly, is worse. That movie uh, That's sucks. true. <laughs> it's terrible. You don't like the Christmas movie? White Christmas sucks. Oh, it's awful. Oh, I thought you were talking the Christmas story, the Red Ryder BB gun. That movie rocks. By the yeah, way, no, Big Crosby had... Had 41 number one records, uh, wow. 43 if you count White Christmas, the Christmas, a couple times it came out. So that's more than the Beatles and Elvis combined. Jesus. So were those records a one one song type thing? Either yeah. way, it's yep. pretty amazing. Yep. One one song type thing. If you ever wow. wonder why, like, have you ever, like, when you were hanging out with your grandparents, you're like, Jesus Christ, these people are boring. This is why. <laughs> I mean, listen to this. Like, this is what they listened to. Just wait to the next one. Let's go to the I next mean, guy. Big Perry Crosby Como. is not saying, put your middle fingers up, boy, bye. Like, that rocks. <laughs> this, Rob, generally when you say, hey, listen to this, it's so boring, that's what we what gets suggested for edits, just a heads up. <laughs> Bing Cros- I, now I, oh, oh, fingers, middle fingers. Now I'm picturing Bing Crosby or. like, hey, baby, put those middle fingers up. Fuck it, boy, bye. You know what I'm saying out there. <laughs> Matt, what's the next song? Is that a new impression of mine? So Perry Como, the quote-unquote crooner. Won a couple times. One for uh, one for television entertainment for his Christmas in Austria special, which raised a bunch of money. And then uh, he also went in um, as a TV personality because he had like a Saturday night uh, entertainment show. He ended up he had five Emmys and he's got a Grammy for the Lifetime Achievement Award, which he won in 2002. So again, and a Peabody. And a Peabody. Do you get a Peabody for one performance or it's like a lifetime? No, you can for like one performance. So like there's a bunch of like uh, local like WCCO and like NPR have won like, uh, you know, different awards for like covering a certain event. Like, okay. And so when you were going through that list, I was looking the 40s all the way through. I mean, Dave uh, Moore won one in like 1970. If you remember that name from WCCO radio and stuff. So yeah, you can win them for all sorts of different things, but it's kind of, there's not really like a set list of what it is it's just kind of like is it a was it good did it uh you know was it uh, meritus for you know that year so i sent in a i sent in an application for a peabody award for our podcast and i was 
quickly denied. Roundly denied, as they say. Roundly denied. They didn't give us a Peabody? Oh, oh, hey, Peabody. Hey, how do you like those middle fingers? I don't like when Rob puts his thumbs on. It's so annoying. You have a terrible middle finger game, Rob. But my thumbs are real big. Like, for some reason, my thumbs are big. My fingers are small. There's uh, there's shows like The Simpsons won a couple years ago for like 30 years of being a satirical comedy. You know, just Mm -hmm. as like a Lifetime Achievement Award and things like that. We'll be on like album 300 by then. Yeah. All right. Now you guys got to listen to this next one. There's a guy named Oscar Brand who won in 1995. Over 50 years as a host of Folk Song Festival on WNYC, New York's municipal radio. He championed folk music, you know, featured groups or people like uh, Woody Guthrie when he was first starting out. In the 50s, under McCarthyism, there was, you know, all the blacklisted artists found that the only airplay they got was from Mr. Brand. He, he would, he stuck his neck out and would continue to play him, but he also had like 300 individual songs that he did in kind of folksy sure. type uh, genre. And here, I, I put three of them together for you just to kind of hear kind of his... A mashup. Uh, he, a mashup? He, he's a, this guy's a, a Peabody team. Award winner. Just Matt was working in the lab late one night. It's a, it's a Matt mashup. Went to the city and became a whore. Hung Whoa. this sign upon her door. Perfect. One dollar each and three for two. To Wait, take a fuck? little crack, get my ring dang boo. Ooh, three for two. Hey. Three she said, if you fuck me two real bucks. good, I'll so take you to Red Lobster. And the army went. The price went up to 50 cents. They caught the <laughs> clap and the lowest too. Oh. I'm a seven-year itch from a ring dang dude. <laughs> oh! Seven-year <laughs> itch. Hold on. Hold on. I in Chicago. I did what I don't know more. A lady came up for a girdle. I asked her what kind she wished. Rubber, she said. Rubber, I did. I'll never go there anymore. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> it's Charlotte the Harlot, the girl we adore. The pride of the prairie, the cowpunchers whore. I love this. This is so fantastic. This is this is the highlight of my week is Oscar Brand doing these little sea shanty type inappropriate songs. This is fantastic. And they just, they were going through it. Like, you know, I was listening to them on YouTube and they, and they'd go and they're like little, you know, one minute long songs and you'd go through them and it would go right to the next one and i'm trying to like edit this thing and i'm laughing out loud i'm like god damn it and it was one of those things like can we put this on the pod are we yeah. gonna get are we gonna, you know meanwhile, was, so i checked with robin and he's like hell yeah that's hilarious <laughs> meanwhile we know you're babysitting that we know you're babysitting your kids at home so they're out like starting a fire in the backyard and you're like what does that smell right. i don't yeah. know <laughs> <It's been laughs> more. hey kids listen to this all right donald glover you might know him as Childish Gambino. Won yes. an award in 2016, the same year that uh, Beyonce did for his show Atlanta, which is on FX, okay. which is the show is a genre-bending... Oh, my God, it's a great show. It's quoted as a genre-bending innovation, a skillful commentary on issues ranging from police brutality and mental he- healing to or mental health to celebrity and black culture. Um, Glover is described as a singer, rapper, stand-up comedian, writer, producer, and director. Started out as a writer on 30 Rock. He's got four albums under the the name Childish Gambino, and he is phenomenal. He is, I mean, some of his albums, they have to be like 501 and 502 on this list. Next time the list comes out, one of his albums will be on it. He's he's phenomenal. That was was a super impressive, impressive resume. If I could get that resume and add a Peabody to it, I would for sure get at least 10% more swipes in the in the dating game, right? right? Yeah. Like, do you so, hear all that stuff that guys accomplished? Russell, I, Russell, I don't, I don't like to hear this. I think you have a B plus body for sure. <laughs> <laughs> B body. So Russell, Russell always comes 
correct when he brings uh, his lists, and I thought I better dig deep. And so I came up with all of that content there. I'm impressed. Of it, that was fantastic. It was all that. me, guys. I just wanted to. Fantastic. And by the way, as Rob said. I, de- I definitely didn't forget this earlier. It's, it's, it's it was time. time. <laughs> <laughs> it was no. And as Rob correctly said, I really don't think it was Krista, Krista from uh, Minneapolis thought of it. So, But That's I wanted to say that because she probably has written you an email because she's listening to it. And she's probably already written you an email, you know, taking credit for it. But I thought I'd just let that marinate for a while. So read that email next time you come forward. That was a fantastic list, man. I loved it. Yep. By the way, this is the whole song I'm playing. It's a minute long. James Blake. Forward. So James Blake on Wikipedia tells a story about this of when she came into the studio, he played something and he was supposed to use her idea, but he chose not to and she liked it and then used his thing. It's another example of a bullshit Wikipedia story where a guy's like, yeah, I came up with this cool thing. Beyonce took it and, you know, she really liked it. It's like, yeah, right. Rob's notes for this are longer than the whole song. Well, it's, I James Blake. James this. Blake is on the same level as Boney Vera with me. Like I just don't get it. I mean, I, I don't. I, that's, Matt, I thought this was Boney Vera when I first heard the album. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, oh, it's like, a guy who gets he, he must be Bruce. very good as a musician because he's you know he's collaborated with a whole bunch of people. But I don't right. know. I don't get it. No, I, I thought it was Boney Vera when I heard it. That song is so short. It should be called Small Forward. All right, we've got Freedom. Two guard. And now we start getting into the more. Freedom, freedom, Whoa! Whoa. This shit is hard. This has some. This has some energy, some fire. This is badass. Let's talk about the history of being a black woman in the United States. Mm. Yeah, Very and powerful, this one, right? Yeah, there's some good field recordings from Ellen Lomax on here, which are also listen. Oof. Themselves. 2016. She was already using gender inclusive language. Isn't that fantastic? She says themselves so good what uh, we got an old favorite on here you can't you can't have a song about uh systemic racism in the united states without putting kendrick lamar on here and he's doing a great thing where his rap is he's counting down from 10 he's so smart channel nine news tell me i'm moving backwards eight blacks left deficits around the corner You've listened to Kendrick Lamar before, but the more I hear from him, the more I appreciate how amazing he is and why people put him up on that pedestal as being the best. And what I mean, I how much would you pay for a whole album of Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar together on every song? I mean, just fantastic, badass. So and then, this one of albums in late 2015, early 20, uh, I guess I don't know when this came out in 2016, but this was to me a lot of this was in response to Ferguson. And mm-hmm. yep. Kendrick did it. I, I guess Kendrick's album came out before Ferguson, but then it became a response. Then D'Angelo, Black Messiah came out, and then this came out. And this one, to me, is the pinnacle of that, that movement of just really talking well, about what was happening, giving people a voice. And especially the last song in this album, Formation, which was kind of a, it was a single that was tacked on at the end. Because really, this All Night, I think, is the closing song of the album because it's talking about, okay, my husband cheated on me. I dealt with it. Now, what are we going to do for the rest of our life? You know what I mean? It's a... I'd, Bring back those... God, this sounds good. That reggae guitar. I mean... This is 1B for me, his favorite songs. This is I can be, so good. I'm with you. This is fantastic. But I love it, too, because it's like, you know, it's a rock song that's not... Like Russ said, it's not overproduced, and you can hear just how brilliant she is. I... 
I don't get to make a real ruling on these albums because, again, I've painted myself into a terrible corner. I got to say, guys, this is one where literally I'm going to listen to it like forever. Like, I love this album. Absolutely. Ad. Yeah. I almost do it every day. I mean, it's this. For me, it's the, the album that, that is true for me is this and that Kanye album. I just love it. Is this the song with all the trumpets on it, too, or yeah. the yes. horns or not? Yes. Let's talk about sample the Sample the outcast. So, so t- tell me, Matt, what's going on with these horns? Well, this, there's a maybe the best outcast track ever made, Spodiodi oh. Dopalicious, which, uh, I don't know. Rosie, what's your thoughts? Oh, my thought is that I need to listen to more Outkast because okay. I, I don't know this album as well as I should because this is from Southern Playlistic, right? Right. And it is and the... And I don't listen to it enough. So, so I know the song. I love it. You uh, piece of shit, Rosie. As well as yeah, so these horns right here, but, but they're and you know we were trying to figure out if they were sampled or not. They're not. Jason Freeman and his brother Jerry are with a group called Horns Unlimited and are still active today and travel and and play with uh, Outkast whenever they're still going. But it, phenomenal. So here, hit, hit those horns once. Oh, yes. I just think it's amazing that. You know, so much stuff is sampled. So much of like cool rap songs are like, oh, that was from the seventies and sixties and this, you know, this is this was in ninety eight. They came up with that that tune. And it so But for her to choose it as a sample is her giving because I think a lot of this album is expanding genres beyond R and B, beyond hip hop. Mm. She's working mm-hmm. with producers from or you know, band members from Animal Collective. She's working with people from Vampire Weekend. So she's expanding, just like we talked about Kanye doing, she's expanding her scope of influence and uh, being influenced, but she's still giving messages to her, her core group of fans to say, yeah, I know Outkast, so here's, here's an Outkast sample. In, uh, is it in Hold Up or in uh, the third track where she quotes Soldier Boy when she says, up about the band, got my swag on. That's a Soldier Boy. And like, Wait, what'd she say? So- Sorry, sorry, we couldn't hear that. One more time here. We weren't recording. We weren't recording. (laughs) (laughs) So she's bringing in these like little things to be like, you know, you you can you can't you can take me out of hip hop for a minute, but you can't take hip hop and Mm -hmm. R and B out of me. I mean, she does it with the Isaac Hayes stuff on Six Inch too, and it's just so cool how she's able to bring that in while bringing in all these other sounds. Uh, and then our last song is, and obviously we're, we're probably not the best people to be talking about this album in general or what this song is talking about, but this was a song that was released, uh, on purpose one day after what would have been Trayvon Martin's 21st birthday. Uh, this, this is a song that became totally a, a lot like that Kendrick Lamar album we talked about kind of enmeshed with the, with the black lives matter movement. This is formation. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was going to make my parody song today, Radio Station, about how Aaron couldn't find his radio station, but it didn't seem right to me to do it. (laughs) And really, like, this is kind of what you're going to see for a lot of Beyonce from 2016 to now. How are we going to say about this? This is oh, a juggernaut. I mean, just what a, what a what a killer! I mean, just a great album, and then a killer ending to it. It's just just crazy. So that was Beyonce's Lemonade. All right, so guys, first of all, I'm just going to tell you right now. I think this album is so good; it should get a B plus, Beyonce. 
Oh, oh no. yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not even my closing joke, so just wait, because I got a good one coming up here. Oh, hold on tight. All right, so uh, is this... Oh, no, guys, I don't have my notes with my with my rating system on here. I'm going to have to go off the top of my dome. Uh, so we're going to get to everyone's favorite part. It's it's. Listen, how good is it? Well, listen to this. It is time. Oh, God, I thought that was me. I was like, oh, that's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The patented and very popular... Back did it better rating, rating system. system. Oh yeah! Glad you patented that thing. Yeah, I got a trademark too. So, uh, yeah, it is. It is a invention. I did patent it. Uh, Matt, so are you going to rate this album? Oh no, I don't, really don't have it written down. This is stressing me out. Is this a rolling well toned? What that means is that this is album number thirty two, and it should be 32. 32 is the perfect spot for this album. Listen, 31, uh-uh. 33, oh, I don't think so. 32, mm. wow, this is a Rolling Well Toned. People of Rolling Stone Magazine, you did a great job. Did this album get rolling boned, okay? Is it too low on the list? And of course, by low on the list means we should have covered it already, not on episode 32. Now, this isn't episode 32 if you look at our iTunes, but that's because there's been some mix-ups. Listen, did this album get rolling boned? Do you want to give the editors of so Rolling Stone a thumb and a middle finger? Fuck your hands up. Fuck you. And so, or is this a rolling groan? Ugh, I didn't like this album. 32. Man, this should be 33. This should be 34. Hey, we, we we were on time until Rob just pulled that stunt right there. <laughs> lower? Okay, well, I lost my lower? place now. <laughs> yeah, no, rolling groan means it should be lower. Again, on this list, that means a higher number. So I think this is all very fair. I've got, I have gotten a number of voicemails actually complaining about me explaining this. Well, guess what? Put your fingers up. You or however that part of the song goes. Okay, I'm gonna put it in there behind. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Well, I'll just say first of all that my wife thinks it's this is probably one of her favorite parts of the whole show. She thinks it's amazing. You can just whip that off the top of your head. I don't think she knows that you normally have notes that you're going off of, but <laughs> I think you did just fine. So great job. Great just job. Just like when he cheats on you, Matt, he cheats on our listeners with those notes. <laughs> yeah. All right, you ready, no Rob? Research. Ready? Yes. Um, I think that. You know, I've been very critical of albums that are just extremely um, sterile, if you will. Like, there's not one note out of out of beat. There's not one um, iota of anything that's like a, a mix, mix up on a of a somebody playing an instrument or anything. It is so clean, so tight. Uh, is it Stevie Wonder that I was saying that about? I mean, there's some other things that it's just I've, I've said I've hated those. This album completely flipped my. Thriller. Thriller, Michael Jackson, that's yep. what it was, yeah. You know, this album absolutely flipped that thought for me. You know, th- there's not, there's nothing out of out of line with this album at all, mm-hmm. but I love it. It's the first one when we got the new uh, list out that I, I was listening, going through the list again, and this is the first one that just blew me away. Like, this album mm-hmm. is so great. I can't believe I haven't heard it before, so it's absolutely got rolling boned. All right, and I forgot what that means. Russ, what do you think of this album? When I is it a rolling well time. tone? Is it a rolling bone? Or is this a rolling groan? <laughs> when I listen to it, and this is kind of the first thing I've thought of with all the newer albums, I've always kind of thought some of these albums have really stood the test of time. They've been around for 50, 60 years. I always wonder if the newer albums, you know, ones that are within the last four or five, six years, whether it's just kind of the end thing now and so they're getting too much credit. But I listened to this and was just really blown away by it. To me, 
I really, I said this earlier, I love the Beyonce songs where they're more the ballads where I can hear her singing and just wailing. To me, it gives me the chills. I think she's an amazing singer. For me, some of the songs are a little bit over-engineered. I think there's too much going on. And that's just for me personally. But I'm going to say it's rolling. I was going to say it was rolling well-toned. But on the off chance that any woman I ever meet in the future listens to this and is a Beyonce fan, I'm going to bump it up. I'm going to say this is rolling bone. It should be higher on the list. Rolling bone. All right, Aaron, what do you think? Yes, this album is a movement. It's part of a movement. I, Rob mentioned the Black Lives Matter movement. Black Lives Do Matter. We're recording this the day after the one-year anniversary of Breonna Taylor's murder. This album is rolling boned. There is nothing like it. It is one of the greatest ever. Hmm. All right. And the correct answer, by the way, it's too bad all of you got this wrong. The correct answer is this is a rolling crustacean. All right. Oh. I, 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 this, this album fucks <laughs> is me. That, so, is that, is that something you could order dirt? at Red Lobster? <laughs> or not? Crusta- okay. So for all you dummies out there, a crustacean is like a, it's like well, a lobster. Dumb shit listeners. Uh, hey, this, this is your science lesson from yeah. the, from the, the cafeteria work, yeah. right? Hey everybody. I'm uh, Mr. Rob. I almost said my last name. I'm Mr. Rob. I'm your teacher today. I'm going to teach <laughs> you. A, this is rolling crustacean <laughs> because I feel like this album fucked me so good. I love this. This is like fucking my ear holes. It was just so great. Uh, class dismissed. Now I don't. I don't get it because uh, it, it's different though. Because when my, you know, normally take fucking somebody and going to Red Lobster, you'd have a shrimp feast. But my wife says it's more like a limp obese. <laughs> really helps to read it. I mean, if you read it, it really makes limp sense. Obese. <laughs> By the way, this is made the main page of something. I don't know if I don't know if our middle fingers play as well on the podcast as they do in the Just a heads up. Oh, you think the listeners are going to care that they can't see us? I ain't thinking about. Ain't thinking about them. All right, there's a lot of visual humor going on here, and it's just as funny as the oral humor that you're hearing in your ears right now uh listen <laughs> up next week we're all the way up to 33 we have amy winehouse back in black i am excited to see how that rehab worked out oh oh Plus. my god when you want to hear about uh, Rob, i know you told us earlier we were not allowed to say that during this week no but you're no. just too late i had a red <laughs> So I, my mom reached out to me and she finally got her vaccine and she told me I may qualify for an early vaccine. And this was like the worst part of my week where she said, well, you've had this one medical issue and technically you are probably over the mass body mass index where you would qualify as morbidly obese. So you should go get your your vaccine now. And that was the worst part of my week. The fact that my mom called me and said, you may be over the weight limit to get an early vaccine. That's my life. Russ, my mom said that shit to me three months ago. (laughs) (laughs) 